weekend is here, but not just any weekend. Memorial Day weekend, which means an extra day of fishing. It also means the bass season is underway, and it means we're moving into some of the best fishing of the year. It's a good thing we're getting lots of great information to get you ready for the weekend. Travis Peterson and Isaiah Hahn are coming up. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The afternoon sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go going fishing for Bunyan Country. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle Memorial Weekend Edition. Well, as we head into the uh, weekend, we're checking in with Travis Peterson, outstanding angler in Paul Bunyan Country, and and previously an outstanding basketball coach in Paul Bunyan Country as well. And we've talked about both those topics many times. Travis, uh, for those who aren't from the Bemidji area but know you and know about you, uh, tell the story on uh, your decision to move on from basketball. Well, it's been a a hard decision, uh, but I... uh been coaching at the high school level for eight years, uh, three years as an assistant coach, and then uh, had an opportunity to, to take the head job, uh, head varsity boys job at Bimji High School, and um, just uh, took the job at, at a time when I, I felt like the program was, you know, gaining momentum and just needed to get over the over the hump a little bit, so to speak, as far as being competitive, and um, had, had a bunch of really nice kids coming through the program, and just uh, really fun to work with, so... Um, I jumped into that uh, position for uh, as five years and uh, had had really uh, a lot of fun with it and, and just uh, tremendous coaching staff to work with and, and kids to work with and um, and uh, hard decision to step away but uh, nothing more than just wanting to um, free up my time a little bit to do a few other things and and uh, I think the program's in uh, you know in good hands and, and headed in the you know in the same direction that we have been for the last few years so just uh hopefully find a little more time to to get out on the water i guess kev <laughs> yeah well i i don't think there's any question that uh that you want to do a little fishing i don't think any any secret that you uh, grew up in a fishing family so that's something you've been doing probably as long as you can remember yeah absolutely uh i remember you know um as a young boy you know, catching catching fish off the dock, and and uh, my parents gave my brother and I, you know, uh, kind of graduated uh, leeway as uh, as far as um, how far we could get from the dock once we were able to, you know, use the boat. And and at first it was with the uh, with the oars, and and then we moved on to being able to, you know, take the take the motor small outboard motor on a small boat and be you know we had to stay within sight of the house though and then um at some point uh dad cut us loose and and let us uh run the whole lake and um that made my mom very nervous but uh but we uh we had a lot of good times you know as kids growing up uh, on the water and um just a good place to be if you're uh if you're a kid you um, have been out fishing. We talked before going live here that uh, already this uh, last couple of weeks for a few different species. What have you been finding? Yeah, I've been out uh, uh, quite a few times. Uh, I was out on opening weekend uh, chasing walleyes. Actually, fished walleyes um, oh, a few times so far. Uh, I actually fished um, 
I've been out twice at night for walleyes, and that's been fun. I haven't done that in years, uh, and that was that was fun to get out with uh, with my son Jace, and, and we had some good walleye fishing on the cast chain, you know, after dark. Um, and then, uh, other than that, I've, I've fished Bemidji, Lake Bemidji for walleyes. Uh, I've fished uh, bass and panfish on on a couple smaller lakes in the area in the evenings, um, you know, over the last week or so. So mixing it up a little bit. Okay. Well, you know, the, the thing about uh, the Peterson clan, uh, you guys certainly can catch walleyes. You and your dad have done quite well in, in a number of tournaments uh, walleye fishing, but you're all about the bass. When I think about the Petersons, I think about bass fishing. That's what's coming up this weekend, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, first of all, let's let's find out what it is about bass fishing you find so darn appealing. Sure. Well, uh, number one, they're abundant in our area, and uh, they're very willing uh, willing biters. Um, they don't seem to be as negatively affected by uh, cold fronts and, you know, things like that, like walleyes are. So you can typically, uh, you can go out and have success bass fishing, um, and that's, you know, that's what keeps you coming back. So I guess that's, that's one of the appeals. Uh, Another huge part for me is just the, um, it's kind of similar to hunting. Uh, you're on the move, and uh, a lot of times we're fishing in shallow water, and, and this time of year it's 100% shallow water. And uh, I like the visual aspect of it where you're, you're hunting for them, you're looking, where you're, you know, looking for your next target or you know, where your next cast is going to be, and you, you're actually seeing fish too. And, and uh, our, our lakes are you know, clear and, and you can just see, uh, so much, um, aquatic life and, uh, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. And I like the, I like the physical casting aspect of, of bass fishing as well. Um, you know, it's an exercise. I mean, we, you know, we fish a, you know, get on the water for a full day and I don't, I've never counted how many casts, you know, a person might make, but it's, uh, it's several hundred for sure. And, um, I just like that physical, uh, physical active, part of it as well you know um bass fishing is very entertaining i think that's uh, what a lot pretty much anybody who's ever tried it will tell you it's entertaining a lot of that sight fishing stuff is a lot of fun all of that uh, i think it's also a great uh species for kids to go for because they are very willing biters and when you want kids to get into fishing you want them to have fun yeah absolutely and they're you know they're they're kind of similar to a panfish i mean they're like a big bluegill and and, uh, you know, you know how bluegills are and, and kids are they're the perfect, uh, species, but, um, they're kind of like an overgrown bluegill and, uh, they're, they're willing to bite and, um, you find them, you know, the, the, the finding, finding part is sometimes the hardest part. Catching them is sometimes a little bit easier. Um, so you're right. They're, they're a great species to target for kids. And, uh, and, and I think the shallow water type, uh, fishing is, is good for kids too, because there's so much to see. I think one of the things we learned a few years ago when they had the uh, the college national championship was here, uh, lakes that we didn't consider to be bass waters actually have bass in them. I mean, bass can be found pretty much everywhere, some places more than others, but they're they're even in places you, you never thought they were. Absolutely. Uh, pretty much 100%. I mean, very close to 100% of our lakes in this area have, have largemouth bass. Um, if there's panfish there, which which includes just about every lake that you know unless there's freeze out or something um there's bass and uh you know like you said there's there's some 
some lakes have you know a, definitely a, a stronger population but uh some of these some of these lakes that are classified more as walleye lakes have uh, nice populations of of largemouth and and uh and what we found is in some of those lakes those fish tend to have a a nicer average size actually um they're sometimes harder to you know harder to locate but uh you know the average size can be can be better so um, one of the things that's developed in the last few years, and quite frankly, I don't know if it's climate change or what it is, but we've, in our, nor- our area up here from Leech Lake northward, we've started to see more and more smallmouth bass, which from a bass angler's perspective is good news. Yeah, we sure like it. Uh, <laughs> we love smallmouth. Uh, we do a lot of smallmouth fishing on kind of traditional smallmouth waters like, you know, the Canadian Shield Lakes, like Rainy Lake and Lake of the Woods, but... We're doing a lot more of that now, you know, very close to home on a lot of our smaller lakes, and and uh, these populations have have taken hold in, in some of our lakes. This, you know, it's still a handful of them, but uh, it keeps growing. And and if they get established in a lake that you know is is part of a chain of lakes, they they seem to spread, um, and they're they're hardy, and they uh, they seem to uh, really adapt to our lakes. Um, you know, we have clear water, and and those lakes that have have a hard bottom uh they, they're you know they they're tending to thrive in those lakes you know five ten years ago um it was very rare to catch a smallmouth bass on leech lake and now you know guys are guys are targeting them on purpose and and uh you know you look at what happened uh, at malax it became a world-class smallmouth fishery um where 20 years ago 25 years ago you know, people didn't talk about smallmouth at all. So there's definitely been some uh, some changes. So uh, one of the big changes this summer, obviously, is uh, tournaments and things of that nature. We've already lost a lot of the big, important walleye tournaments, uh, certainly the early ones. I know there's bass tournaments all year and a couple of big ones up in Rainy uh, Lake and Rainy River. Uh, what do we know about those right now? Anything? Yeah, 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 we do. Uh, the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship, which is usually held the third weekend in July, uh, that has been canceled. That's, that's a tournament. Oh, they've been, they've been running that for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. I've fished most of those years. Um, that has been canceled. We usually look forward to spending a week up there for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously we be able to go maybe um i i think the canadian i think the borders they agreed last week to keep the borders closed for non-essential travel through at least the 21st of june right now you know with potential for that to be extended so there might have been some problems anyway getting up there but but they've actually canceled the tournament it's a big community event where a lot of people gather and it's it's probably the best uh, best route to go and then uh the second big one that that we do up on on rainy lake is in international falls and that is the last weekend in august and they are they have not made the decision on that but uh we have heard from the tournament director that they're um meeting in a couple weeks to make the final decision uh they want to make it sooner than later and and uh he said it doesn't look good um just uh so people can make make plans and and uh you know we have we always look forward to those, so that's you know that's a big change to our summer. We usually spend a week for each of those events up on rainy, but there are you know there are a number of tournaments um, you know within Minnesota that are going to go on uh, with some adjustments. Um, we'll be fishing a few few tournaments as summer goes on. I know that uh, we plan to fish 
Uh, Jason and I plan to fish one on, on Leech uh, this weekend and another one on Pakegama in Grand Rapids next weekend. And those have both been postponed and moved to September. So um, they're trying to shift, you know, uh, for now anyway, some of the events and, and postpone them. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a wait-and-see thing, too. They're They're watching to see what the you know, what the government's going to do and what the governor is recommending and, and uh, the CDC and things like that. But fishing's pretty safe once you're on the water and, and uh, you know, um, it's it's outdoors and, and that's uh, that's something that uh, people are pretty passionate about. And, and I think it's the the gathering of people, you know, post, post-event is what um, would be the concern, the biggest concern anyway. Right. It's It seems to be with the big congregations of people are the things that they're quite worried about being on a boat by yourself or even with one other or two other people in it. That that's pretty, it seems pretty safe to me. And, and, and in fact, at least in this state, uh, the officials agree with it, which is a good thing. Got a lot more to cover with Travis Peterson later on, but up next, we're going to head over to the Park Rapids area and check in with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Services. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, celebrating our 30th year. Isaiah Hahn is my guest. He's been on the last couple of years a few times. Great to have him back. Knows the Park Rapids area very well, and he's been out catching some fish. Isaiah, we've, we've had a strange year in a lot of ways, and we'll get into some of that uh, later. But I think the first thing I want to just find out is first couple of weeks of fishing. How's it been out there in the Park Rapids area? Right. Well, Park Rapids offers... Uh... A lot of great opportunities for fishing, whether it's, uh, you know, bass, walleye, northerns, and, of course, panfish. Um, but as far as the bite goes, it's been really, really good. Uh, from start of uh, fishing opener, obviously it was pretty interesting here in our lakes area with uh, the snow that we had Saturday. And so that was pretty interesting. But I tell you what, if, if a guy, even in that snow, could get out, we had some really, really great fishing on opening day, even in that snow. But, of course, you had to battle the elements and everything. But uh, for the most part, the last couple weeks and um, this weekend, looking forward into this weekend, it's looking really good for a variety of fish species. What uh, have you seen the first two weeks uh, that you find uh, interesting? Yeah, you know, I guess I'll start off with walleyes first. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty common stuff for this time of year. Um, Shallow water is key. We we are definitely finding most of our walleyes in this area in less than 10 feet of water. Um, But, again, walleyes aren't always going to be shallow. I sure wish they were. They're so fun to catch, and they're so fun to target in in those those shallow water areas. But, you know, as the water warms and as we receive... Some more weather here this spring and into the month of June. Eventually, those walleyes are going to start moving out just a little deeper and a little deeper. So, definitely checking out uh, um, that very first break line nearest those shallow water areas are definitely a good place to look. Coming um, not only this week but coming up this weekend here as we get into Memorial Weekend, especially with the, the with this nice stretch of warm weather that we've had. Um, so that's kind of the walleye bite and the bass. I tell you what, if if if, a, if an angler can just put those walleye rods down for just a little bit, I tell you what, the largemouth and smallmouth bass bite in our area has just been phenomenal. So uh, that's a, another fun 
fish species to target. Of course, um, pike, they always seem to be biting a little bit of everywhere. And, of course, the panfish are fun to catch, too. Uh, they're up in the shallow waters right now doing their thing with their spawn. Uh, crappies are getting, on some of the smaller lakes, are getting a little closer to finishing up their job. But you can still easily target them up in those shallow water spawning areas. And the sunfish are, are doing about the same thing, maybe just a little bit later, obviously, than the bluegills. But a little bit of everything right now, which is a fun time of year. Well, you guys are famous for having so many lakes with both large and small bass in them, and a lot of them also have walleyes. So, I mean, you can you can find a body of water, and you can just go from species to species and get what's hot at that time. It's just, it's tough to beat, right? It's tough to beat, Kevin. You can just go from so many different lakes in such a short drive from one lake to the next, whether you want to go target some walleyes, on one lake and then go to the next lake and get smallies or do both in the same lake. So it, uh, Park Rapids definitely offers some of those pretty cool opportunities. So uh, what lakes have you been visiting so far this year? You know, we've been on a bunch of different lakes. I've probably been on close to over a dozen different lakes here in the Park Rapids area. Obviously, the fish hook chain has been really good, um, which includes island. Obviously, that flows down to eagle. Eagle, which flows down into potato and then potato to the fish hook and obviously through the fish hook river and everything and, and that's been good both for a combination of fish species both um walleyes of course which continue to be up in those shallow water areas and then the bass fishing especially like on lakes like potato for example where they offer some smallmouth opportunities is is, is a lot of fun but there's some uh, some other great changes as well obviously some really good smallmouth bass as we get into memorial weekend which is obviously the opener for bass here in minnesota and i tell you what the big man trap chain is an awesome opportunity for bass fishing as well and you're like big man trap like that's just usually a musky lake and to be honest with you it it is a great musky lake when it comes to fishing and targeting muskies but the whole system from bad axle to big man trap which obviously flows down into a variety of other lakes including upper and lower bottle like emma big sand ida little sand all those lakes offer opportunities for both walleyes and smamo so again the park rapids area offers a lot of fun opportunities for a variety of fish of fish species and, and we've been on almost almost every one of them so far uh, this year already uh it is a you, you do have a, a, a embarrassment of riches there that is for certain one of the things and i was talking to jason durham about this a couple of weeks ago um one of the things that uh, Hubbard County's been outstanding at, I think, been very, very proactive on the AIS situation, and, and you have not been bit by that particular bug yet, you're, by and large. Right, and and to be honest, Hubbard County in general, obviously not a huge, huge county when you look at a map and everything, but they've done such a great job. I mean, for the most part, I go to every single lake, and and I just love it because there is usually somebody there uh, checking and just educating anglers when it comes to AIS and, and doing our best to to not spread um, some of these aquatic invasive species. So uh, the Park Rapids area and specifically Hubbard County does a really phenomenal job with that. So I hope it continues. I know if we can continue with the financial support with that type of thing, that's really important because uh, it can make a major difference as far as the future of our fisheries go. All right. Um, so uh, first couple of weeks, uh, no guiding, and now we can do that. And that's obviously a great news for you and, and all the other great guides in your neck of the woods. Right. And uh, it's it's going to be great just to 
get back in the boat with clients and, and anglers just to uh, get back out in the water and ho- hopefully do our best to get them hooked up on fish. And, and with all that being said, to be honest with you, it's uh, the time uh, when, when we weren't able to guide, at least on my end, it was, it was pretty, still pretty fun because I was still able to really fish with a lot of my family members, whether it was my dad or, or my brother or, or my, even my two-year-old, which I try to get out in the water as much as possible. And, and man, I tell you what, I cherish those, uh, those memories and those moments just as much as anything else. So I guess if there's a bright side to all this, just the opportunity as family members to get out in the water, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, no question. Um, so as you now move into the uh, normal phase, even as a guide, though, the way you prepare, the way you do things has got to be somewhat different than what you're used to. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, safety is always the number one key, and it should be for any guide or any angler for that matter. Obviously, we don't want anybody falling in the water, so those, you know, um, life jackets are always important to have those handy, if not even better to have them on. And, of course, um, we don't want anybody to get hooked up with hooks or in their fingers or any place else. So safety has always been number one, and it's going to be no different when it comes to comes to our current scenario that we have here in uh, in our current world situation with COVID-19. So sanitizing is super important. And, and the great thing about fishing is you also have the opportunity of that fresh air and just to be out in the open. But but I tell you what, you know, like those gator scarves and stuff like that, that's, that's going to be important to have in the boat, especially when it comes to clients, to, to keep everybody safe, you know. So what uh, what do you have planned to make sure clients are feeling comfortable about uh, going fishing with you? Right. You know, that's a, that's a great question. And after talking with a lot of other guides, not only in our area, but in the whole um, Paul Bunyan uh, fishing area, I tell you, I think the biggest thing is just to make sure we, we keep that respect among anglers and, and that distance and offer the opportunities for covering our mouths and for sanitizing not, not only just the boat, but our, our fishing rods and our rod and reels and stuff. And so, you know, having that sanitized, um, everything sanitized and everything just keeping it safe when it comes to covering our mouth. And I even talked, I just had a conversation with my good buddy, as you said, Jason Durham, and, and we've talked about even having those automatic thermometers on hand in case, you know, hey, are you feeling pretty good? Are you feeling safe? Are you feeling healthy? Uh, do, we, do we need to check your temp? You know, so there's all those opportunities. Again, we want to do our best to keep everybody safe, including us as guides, and most importantly, keeping the clients safe. But it all comes down to to respecting the situation and also keeping everybody safe. That's always our number one rule. Talked to a number of guides so far this year, and a lot of um, a lot of them saw a lot of things dry up and, and go away. What's been your situation so far? Yeah, we definitely have had some cancellations. I actually had some trips planned this spring, um, believe it or not, for uh, sturgeon fishing actually up at uh, the Rainy River area. Um, so we, we've definitely have had some cancellations and stuff. But, um, you know, for the most part, to be honest, here for me in the Park Rapids area, it really starts getting a little bit more busier in the month of June. And obviously the month of July and August are by far our busiest time. So we have obviously seen some cancellations and and I tell you what, as a guide, I, I, I have not, and I never plan to ever um, have a like a cancellation fee or anything like that. It's just about, you know, as much as you can give any guide a heads up saying, hey, I just don't know if we can make it work this year because of a current situation. You know, myself and the rest of the guides, you know, we're going to understand that. So there, there obviously have been some cancellations. So 
we're looking to do our best to fill the boat uh, this year as much as we possibly can. And so slowly but surely, some of um, some of the anglers and some of the clients that we've had are, are starting to call back and say, hey, I think we're going to make it work this year. And some of the older folks maybe are a little bit more concerned and say, you know, I just, I just don't think we can make it work. And I 100 totally understand that and respect that as well. So slowly but surely, it, it's we're getting back to a little bit of normalcy when it comes to uh, getting back out in the water. So if we're heading over to the Park Rapids area this weekend, what's your advice for us? What, which, what should we be doing first? You know, I would say specifically when it comes to walleyes, because everybody loves to target those walleyes, and for good reason, they're, they're great to eat and they're a lot of fun to catch. I would say, again, continue to start shallow. I think shallow water is going to be key. Obviously, the Memorial weekend is just a a great time to uh, maybe experiment with some of those other live bait options. Obviously, Jig and Minnow has been by far the best when it comes to uh, catching walleyes, but using that night crawler and having that leech handy might not be a bad idea, especially as we continue to increase our surface water temperatures. Those walleyes might prefer some of those other live bait options. So make sure you have those other live bait options handy, especially this Memorial weekend, and um, start shallow. Maybe start even even in that 17 to 18-foot 8, range and continue to move up shallower and shallower and shallower until you find until you find those active walleyes. Okay. Now, I'm not going to ask for your super secret spots. I never ask a guide to reveal his super <laughs> secret spots. But right. I think we know the you know the usual suspects. Potatoes going to be good. You know, fish is going to be good, et cetera, et cetera. Give me a, a good opportunity that people maybe don't think of on the first go round. You know, since we've started talking here, Kev, we haven't even mentioned the Crow Wing Lake. Oh yeah, and obviously. You know what I mean? We have eleven more lakes there that we could talk about. Uh, um, but so those, a lot of those opportunities are so fun when it comes to the Park Rapids area, but a lot of those crow wing lakes would be a really good option. Some of them tend to be a little bit more stained in color. They're not quite as clear as like the potatoes of, of the world and stuff. So you have those options as far as a little bit more warmer water there. And, and some of those other bodies of water that maybe necessarily aren't considered chains of lakes, like for example, Long Lake takes a little bit longer to warm up because it is a really quite a deep lake, which is just here in Park Rapids, right off of Highway 34 to our east. So that's another great option. And then, of course, another one that's um, kind of, you know, definitely on the low-key uh, low side of things where it doesn't necessarily get maybe as much pressure. I know there's a couple resorts out there that do a phenomenal job, but th- that's two inlets lakes. So that's another great lake as far as targeting and locating walleyes um, this year. But for me specifically, uh, I know I have some clients coming up this weekend that are not only into the walleyes, but specifically smallmouth bass so i'll definitely be looking at like big sand and little sand and obviously potato lake so just those opportunities where i can target both walleyes and smallmouth with the opening of the smallmouth and largemouth bass season coming up this memorial so again tons of different opportunities lots of different fun when it comes to a lot of our park rapids area lakes if we want to keep up with isaiah Hahn and you bet fishing guide services how can we do that Hey, yes. Um, probably the best way to get a hold of me or contact me is uh, via my website, which is youbetfishing.com. Also, we're on all the social media pages at You Bet Fishing Guide Services. Or, I guess, to be honest with you, probably the best way to get a hold of me is just call me or text me at uh, 218-308-8695. And you've got spots available? 
Yeah, we do have spots available, especially as we come into the months of June here, July and August, obviously get a little bit more busy. But, yeah, the best thing to do is just call to see what we have available, and we'll do our best to uh, get you booked and get you out in the water. Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Services, joining me on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country today. Hey, Isaiah, thanks for the time, and have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Have a great, safe Memorial weekend. Have a good one. Coming up next, we check back in with Travis Peterson. A lot of topics to cover yet, including if you're curious about bass fishing, what all do you need? This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tech. I'm Kev Jackson. Time to check back in with Travis Peterson. Travis, we have lost a couple of events. Another one that you've been involved in for many years, Take a Kid Fishing, isn't happening this year. That doesn't mean you can't take kids fishing and shouldn't, but that's a really cool event we've had for, I don't know, 30-some years now, so that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's, it's weird to be thinking that we're going into June without having that event that usually that first week after school is done and it's been a long-standing event, so it's it's uh, it's definitely different. But uh, like you said, um, as you know, our restrictions relax. Uh, it'd be great if people could, um, you know, take take some kids fishing. You know, whether it's uh, family or uh, neighborhood kids or um, nephews, grandchildren, whatever it might be. Um, you know, this is I think uh, obviously a different situation this spring with having school you know this distant learning thing and and uh you know i just i hope that kids are getting outside and i know that um you know being in the house all day every day can it can uh, make people a little stir crazy so hopefully uh kids are getting out and, and fishing is uh one way to get them out there well i talked to your dad about this last week uh you know obviously really good news this year was a not just an increase in a great increase in fishing license sales but a record increase in youth fishing license sales. Um, so to me, that's that's a great sign for the future, and uh, and it sounds like people are ready to get out there and, and try fishing because they don't have so many other things going on. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, people, I think, have shifted and, and looked for things, you know, uh, with, with some of the organized sports that, you know, are are not happening or are going to look different this year as far as youth, you know, youth activities. Um you know, there's there's uh, fishing is is maybe going to replace some of that time, and, and kids are going to, uh, you know, to look towards those things. I know that uh, I think back to when my kids were, <laughs> I think back to when Jace was about 12 years old, and it got time for uh, his uh, youth baseball tournament. You know, in the end of July or I think the end of July, and and I was going on a fishing trip to Rainy Lake. He wanted to go, and I I made him stay home because he had to finish out his season with his team and he says well i'm not going to play baseball next year <laughs> and he didn't <laughs> so this may maybe will give kids you know that opportunity to not have to make choices you know uh, be able to try fishing for a summer and and uh you know that'll be good to spend some time with uh you know maybe with their their parents and their siblings uh, in the boat so let's talk a little bit about bass fishing in the sense that uh People who maybe are listening that, that have never really tried it, maybe caught a bass or two by, uh, by mistake. You know, uh, I think every fishing, uh, type of fishing can be intimidating when you start saying, well, do I need a bass boat? Uh, do I need a whole new set of, uh, tackle? Do I need this? Do I need that? You know, bottom line, what do people need to get out there and do a little bass fishing that's not going to break the bank? 
Sure. Uh, if you don't need any any special equipment, um, you know you can take it to extreme if you know if that's something that you want to get into. And and uh, you know there's definitely tools um, that work. You know gear that works. Um, you know is more optimal in certain situations uh, when you're bass fishing, and it usually depends. You know is uh, dictated by the the cover that you're fishing around, the vegetation that you're fishing around. But um, early season before our vegetation really you know um gets thick you know you can get by with your your typical walleye gear you know i would i would lean towards the heavier uh spinning type equipment that you would have as far as you know a lot of people fish walleyes with a medium action spinning rod that's six and a half to seven feet long that'll work um you might want to beef up the line a little bit you know uh, a lot of times we're fishing walleyes with six pound line uh you know you might want to step up to eight or or maybe look at braid uh braided line really works well for bass fishing um because it allows you to pull the fish away from cover say they're you know around weeds or a dock or a stump um the braided line doesn't have that stretch so you can you can add that braided line to your to your walleye setup you know if you if you haven't already and it becomes a little bit better bass tool bass fishing tool but um, you really don't have to, you know, invest in new equipment uh, unless you unless you really want to, um, you know, expand on your techniques and and uh, the cover that that you target. Okay, um, yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of people. Um, same thing with musky fishing. You know, they're they're worried about the things they need, and and I've always thought, based on what I've known, and I haven't done a lot of bass fishing, but I've done a little. Yeah, you got most of what you need probably in your in your gear set right now. Yeah, yeah. There's a few tackle items that you know that that are definitely different. Uh, we use a lot of weedless lures for for bass fishing because they tend to be, you know, up in those. Um, they, they love vegetation and they like the warm water areas, and that's where the vegetation you know takes root and and uh, will grow the fastest. So, you know, my advice right now for someone who you know doesn't want to you know invest in in uh, heavier gear or get into the bait casting type uh, setups is to, to use one of their heavier walleye, you know, rod, rod and reel combinations and spool up with like 10 to 20 pound braided line. And uh, one of the best techniques this time of year is just to use an unweighted worm. And we use a Northland dipstick. It's just a straight stick worm that um doesn't have a lot of action uh they the bass just fall for that kind of that do we call it dead sticking uh action it it uh and and we rig it weedless on a like on a four rot worm hook um texas style but it has no weight and and you can cast it on a spinning rod a long ways and you just you cast it around the shallow you know the shallow shorelines and uh fish it slow and and let it fall to the bottom and move it a little bit and, and the bass they they love them they just eat them up and and uh it's a riot and and you can do that with your like i say with your typical walleye medium medium action spinning setup so i i know they've expanded uh, the the uh bass season to a catch and release starting the same time as the walleye season but i think to most people's brain this is still opening bass weekend um so where are you going to be and what are you going to be doing to catch bass this weekend well, uh, you're right. The, the um, catch release season that they added a couple years ago, I don't know, Kevin, if that was two or three years ago, um, was a nice, I think, addition to 
to allow guys that wanted to get a start on on largemouth or you know on bass fishing uh, that chance that opportunity and part of the reason they were they were keeping it closed um, until Memorial Day weekend or you know two weeks after the the wall opener was you know to try to protect the the spawning fish and and I think what they realized is a lot of the spawning is is still still happening then anyway at least in the northern half of Minnesota you know the spawning might be a week ahead of of us down in the you know the southern half but uh so i've actually been out already doing a little catch and release fishing and, and i i it's catch and release for me all season um you're right not a lot of bass are uh harvested i don't think um there are you know there are some that are harvested i would i would recommend that people that are you know um looking to harvest bass to to lean towards the, the smaller fish um our growing season is short and it takes a long time for for fish to get to that, you know, 17, 18, 19 inch mark. And they, they say that smallmouth in our neck of the woods, you know, some of these big smallmouth are upwards of 20 years old. And, uh, when you think about how, you know, how, how long it takes to get to that size, um, it's, uh, it's critical that we, you know, let some of those, uh, those bigger fish, um, back in the lake to, to keep our populations healthy. But, uh, what I will be doing is, is targeting a number of lakes, uh, smaller lakes, Probably, um, if I do get on some uh, on a bigger body of water, it might be Leech Lake. But uh, there's so many small lakes close to home um, that I probably will be, uh, you know, staying fairly fairly close. And uh, I'll be fishing in three feet of water or less, and uh, targeting, you know, new emerging vegetation, looking for anything that's green. So right now on the lakes, um, the the soft Dark bottom bays are where the warmest water is. Uh, they heat up the fastest, and, and they're, when they're disconnected from the main body of water, you know, by uh, a distance um, or by a neck down, uh, you know, protected by a couple of points. Um, so it creates a bay where that water doesn't mix with the main body of water uh, for a few days. You know, if we get wind out of one direction for for a day or two, that water uh, that's in the main body of water or main body of the lake is going to mix with that downwind bay. So we like to fish the calm, you know, the calm sides of, of uh, the bigger bodies of water. Those bays on that side will have, you know, have the, the, the warmer water. So targeting those bays and looking at green, anything that you can see that's green. And, and right now it's lily pads. Lily pads are emerging in some places. They'll be hitting the surface probably this weekend, but, uh, in a lot of places you can see them sprouting from the bottom and they haven't reached the surface yet, but they're, they're sprouting in those re in those areas because that water is warm and, uh, the, the bass are just attracted to any vegetation that they can, um, you know, live around, uh, they'll spawn around newly emerging vegetation like lily pads and, and bulrushes. Um, the other thing that we'll look for is rice that is, you know, wild rice that is growing, but right now it's only going to be a few inches off the bottom, but that's an indication that that's a, that area of the lake is warm and, uh, the bass, the bass will be there. Um, one other thing that we look for a lot is, is panfish. If you see bluegills in an area, there'll be bass in the same area and, that's just a good sign if you see bluegills swimming around the boat. There's there's going to be bass in that area as well. So as far as techniques, I'll be throwing a plastic worm, like a dipstick worm, unweighted on a spinning rod. And uh, the other thing that I'll be throwing is a, 
is a jungle jig, a smaller jungle, uh, a lighter jungle jig, like a quarter ounce with a with a trailer and a plastic trailer on it. And we call it swimming a jig, and we just cast it out and, and reel it in. And and uh, right now the the bass are are going to be active, and they're gonna they're gonna jump on those lures. Travis Peterson talking bass fishing and more with us. Uh, great to have him on the show. It won't be the last time for sure. Hey, Travis, again, congratulations on a great run as the Lumberjack Boys basketball coach. Uh, I think the thing I'd like to congratulate you most about is not just the wins and losses, although that was pretty impressive too, uh, but I really just enjoyed the culture and the vibe going to the games, the love the players had for each other, the love the coaches and players had for each other, and it extended to families and fans in the stands. It was just a great atmosphere to be a part of, and a lot of that uh, started at the top. So congratulations and thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that, Kevin, and appreciate all your support. As, uh, you know, you've been a big-time Lumberjack fan as well as a broadcaster and PA announcer and everybody else with uh I remember when you moved to town, and I think uh, I was about a senior in high school, and you, you uh, took over broadcasting, I think, then for Gary Benson, and uh, you've uh, done a really nice job of uh, promoting our athletics at the high school and uh, and also doing a heck of a job with fishing pub on your country. All right. Thank you for that, and have a great weekend. Good luck. Thanks, Kevin. I will be saving this recording and bringing it to the boss at the appropriate time. The weekend is here, do some fishing, be with family, have fun, and of course, be safe.